virtue in both the single life, the dating life, and the married life. Can that happen? What does that look like? We're going to talk about that today on Happy Hour. Welcome back to Happy Hour, our podcast for young adults here at the Cathedral of the Most Sacred Heart of Jesus. I'm Rick. And I'm Holly. It's Holly. Hey guys, I'm She's back. back. It's been a hot minute. Yeah. Almost two months, guys. I'm sorry. You have had such a break. Yes. That, they that, gave us like an abnormally long break. We came back this Monday and most schools went back January 9th around. It's just wild to me uh, right. how long UT breaks. I, I mean, I went to college. My son is in his last semester of college. Nobody I've ever seen has had a break as long as this. Is this an SEC thing? <laughs> I don't think so. But, okay. you know, I I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was a little too long because you're kind of just waiting to get back those extra two weeks when everyone else goes back. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, we're just kind of waiting yep. until things are starting to happen. Everyone was kind of getting a little antsy, I would say. I, I would say you're correct. Yeah, that... I, I don't I don't even know what I would do with my time. I would go crazy if I didn't have a job or something that focused oh, me. Oh, yeah, I, I got go a job because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, okay, what do I do with myself? <laughs> Were you a barista? No. Well, oh. no, I know. I, you know what? That Wouldn't would that have, have been, been good? That would have been good because yeah. I could make my own coffee. Free coffee. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Speaking of coffee, um, I got to be honest with everybody. I have officially become a coffee snob. Okay. It's official now. Uh, you know me. I used to. I, I used to roll with Duncan. Uh, you'd probably always see me with the Duncan in hand. Or... And to everyone listening, there is no Duncan at his spot. There is no coffee. Mm, there's and I had to ask here. Rick this morning. I was like, "Where's your coffee?" Mm-hmm. And to which I answered, "I already drank it." Uh, but there's an issue, and the issue is, um, I bought an espresso machine. Mm-hmm. And uh, the reason I did that, I was down in Miami a few weeks ago for a bachelor party. Um, my best friend's getting married, and I'm his oh, I'm his best man. I know. <laughs> you know? Uh, believe me, the story will tie in. Um, it's a great bachelor party, by the way. If you ever if you if you need tips and tricks on how to throw a bachelor party, DM me. I'll, I'll let you know how to roll as a and Catholic party. and a bachelor party. It started with axe throwing, oh. and it ended with praying over uh, my friend who is getting married, who has been on this podcast before, by the way. Oh, my goodness. A long time ago, a couple of years ago now, uh, Tim has been on this podcast. He's, he's one of the greatest humans I've ever met. I love him, and uh, it was just awesome time to do some real manly things, but also mm-hmm. to do some really godly, manly things as well. It was awesome. It was great. Anyway, um, I stayed over at one of his friend's uh, houses, Lance, and they had an espresso machine. I'd never, I, I, I've had an espresso before, not my thing. Okay. It's too, it, you know me, I'm wired. And, <laughs> Constantly. And then if you throw an espresso at me, I'm like a pinball machine, right? right? Sometimes you just can't think because yeah. you're just, your brain is just going all over 50,000 thoughts at once. It's crazy. So, but I was like, so I was a little hesitant to try the Nespresso, but I did. Um, and I, it, here's the thing. When I have a Dunkin', it's usually iced coffee or, or sorry, cold brew, either one. Uh, I, I dump a little liquid sugar, dump a little creamer in there. Good to go. Right. Mm-hmm. This, I didn't put anything in. I, I, there was a splash of like a, um, gluten-free, I didn't even know what it was, creamer, something. I was like, well, okay, I'm no hippie, uh, but go ahead and throw it in. Um, and 
it was the greatest coffee I ever had in my life. Really? Okay. So much so that I immediately went on and <laughs> bought an espresso. <laughs> the impulsive purchase. <laughs> it was. I don't usually do that. And I did. And I had so thankful for it. Uh, my wife and I both are now, we don't, we would like, we have a standard cold brew machine in our fridge. It's always there with cold right. brew coffee, mm-hmm. right? It, a couple of days ago, she just cleaned it out because we hadn't been using it. It's now clean and put away. You don't understand <laughs> for years. It's in my fridge. It's got coffee flowing daily. It's gone. It's gone. And then um, I was talking with a couple of young adults last week at our, our young adult alpha. We had just started up, you know, and um, I had mentioned that I had an espresso and a couple others were like, oh my gosh, it's the greatest thing. I was like, what if I bought a machine for here? And so I did. Oh. And tonight we're going <laughs> to unveil it at our young adult alpha, which by the way, if, if you haven't been to our young adult alpha, this is, this is kind of the last week to join us. If, if you're new, it's our third one. It's great. It's wonderful. You can pick right up and pick right in. Uh, just come on down seven o'clock at the youth and young adult center. Join us. There's an espresso now. And uh, I, I have talked way too much about it already, but... <laughs> no, I'm excited. But I'm telling you... They should you, be our sponsor. They really they should. should. Give, uh, Unofficial. A few more. So that they yeah, can, give us a few pods, know? Nespresso. Yeah. I know you're listening, <laughs> obviously. We'll take some. Um, but it is truly um, a, a new... So here's... Real quick, I'm so sorry <laughs> to keep talking about this, but it was so this funny. So Last night, we had middle school youth group and got all the middle schoolers in there. And there's this moment of like dead silence and we're really because we're talking about death and life not life and death but death and life because we were looking over the story of Lazarus right he dies Mm -hmm. and Jesus does nothing for four days like nothing and we're like why this is your bro like (laughs) you could have said he go back to him he's healed you weren't even there and he he didn't so we're talking about this in this real low moment like and all of a sudden we hear this noise from the kitchen (laughs) And I thought, uh, honest, honestly, I thought it was a train going by like in a distance or something. Uh, it wasn't super loud, but you could tell. And then I thought, oh my gosh, it's somebody's phone. And I was like, what is that? And I, so I said out loud, what is that noise? And apparently somebody, one of our volunteers was in the kitchen making an espresso <laughs> at the wrong moment. And she was so embarrassed. She never came out of the kitchen. Oh. It was, I felt bad. But because I was like, what is that noise? And then eventually somebody said, oh, I think it's the Nespresso machine. And I go, Oh, well, that noise is okay because <laughs> it's a sign that God exists of the Nespresso machine. <laughs> it was just really funny. Anyway, come tonight. You'll get an espresso. It'll change your world. Um, although you won't hear this until after tonight. Yeah, I, guess so. I don't know why. I'm, <laughs> Maybe come, the next time. Whatever. The next time we have an espresso machine, right. it's beautiful. So anyway, I'm on Nespresso. It's changed my life. This is not what we're talking about today, but it is what we're talking about today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But it's so good, Holly. It's good. Rest is good. Yes. Being rejuvenated. Oh, always so good. A great thing. You know what? Here's what we'll do. And when we drop, when we end up, when we're done with this podcast today, I'm going to make you an espresso on your way out. Oh, it yeah. Takes two seconds. Oh, You'll carry it I'm on down. a to-go Let's cup. Go. It's going to be unbelievable. I'll do It'll a change review your world. for everyone. There too, you go. Afterwards. Real world review. What are we talking about today, Holly? Today we are talking about virtue and dating and Catholic relationships. Ooh. So it's it's a pretty heavy topic. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Um, But we're trying to focus on kind of like how do how does virtue influence us to make our decisions and discernment Mm. about the dating process and even breaking up? Maybe especially breaking up. Mm. Right. You're going to do that more than you're going to marry somebody. 
Right. That's going to happen a lot of, a lot more times or just saying no to a person. That mm-hmm. can be hard. All the PSA to all the women out there. I think all of you guys know sometimes how hard it is to say no to breaking up because you don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Right. And we're going to talk more about that today as yes. well. Mm-hmm. We're, we're even going to give you some tips and tricks on how to prepare yourself for that so that when you get in the moment, it's just natural. It's, it's a lot easier because you've practiced. Right. I love this. I'm so excited yeah. about this stuff. I haven't been in the dating scene for, uh, you know, <laughs> it's been a hot sack. We're um, in the married scene. That's right, for, for over a couple of decades. So it's been, it's a different world out there, but um, what we're going to speak about still speaks to what's going on in today's world. So um, we ran across this article from Focus, and uh, I loved it. I It's short. It's short. And um, maybe, I'll, you know what, I'll put the link in the description of this podcast. So if anybody wants to look back, just in the show notes, I'll sure. I'll drop yeah. the link. It's, it's simple. It's easy. But the title of it is uh, Ask Lisa. So Lisa wrote this article, right? What does virtue have to do with dating? And she comes at it from a, such a different perspective that it really caught my eye. She's actually going to help um, through the lens of breaking up. Like, and we're going to deal with the four kind of moral virtues rather than the theological virtues today. We can go and do the theological virtues later, but the the four moral virtues that we're going to deal with are what, Holly? Are prudence, Mm. justice, Mm. fortitude, and temperance. Ooh, that last one's going to get us. I'm telling you, stick around to the end of this podcast because that one. It's the hit. It's the big hit. It is. Stick around. (laughs) We're going to build up to it. Uh, but first, she, you know, she opens the article with talking about uh, David. You know, probably most people, whether you're religious or not, know the story of David and Goliath because it's about the little guy beating the big guy, yeah. and everything's on the line in this one, right? Like it's the it's the battle for kingdoms. This is it. Like whoever loses, you're done. You're you're gone. Um, and so, if you if you don't know the story, I'm pretty sure you do. But to recap real quick, little shepherd, little Davy, <laughs> little Davy, and watching them sheep, <laughs> he about to come in the scene and drop some knowledge on some people <laughs> and drop a couple stones. Well, just one uh, on this big giant mammoth Goliath, right? So he comes up, slingshot, boom, knocks him over, wins it all for the Israelites. It's, it's great, like Rocky and the Russian. If anyone knows oh, that one, oh <laughs> my gosh, my favorite Rocky movie. Don't get me started, Rocky mm-hmm. Four. It's my favorite. Dolph Lundgren's The Russian. Sylvester Stallone, of course. Oh, it's so good. The if you haven't seen it, story. watch it. Yes, it is that. So, but but she comes uh, through this article. She comes at the angle of why could David even do that? What made him so good at the slingshot, knowing that he could, and he was confident, like step in and do it. It's because he had practiced for so long, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how to do this. So when the moment came, it was second nature. Right. He didn't even have to think about it. He knew what to do. Right. He had that skill set mm. already developed. Mm. He had developed those uh, virtues um, and courage, especially. Her last line on it, I, I love it says, so, because um, then she blends it into relationships. She says, even if you aren't in a relationship right now, you can practice these virtues, right? So when it's time, just like David, you'll be ready. Right. It's such an important, like, to start with singleness, right? That's kind of where you are. Even in dating, you're kind of single until you commit to, you know, that's right. girlfriend, girlfriend status, right? Yep. So it's really important too to just remember that that is the time that your, I guess, people like work on yourself kind of quote right. comes from. And it's it's so true because you have way more time when you're single to develop yourself 
develop like just know more about yourself and your vocation mm. before you get into dating because I can say that too like I was able to do a lot of things too and just realize that you know I'm really passionate about serving in like nonprofits and like I was able to do that independently now you can do that with someone else too but I knew for myself that's what I like to do with no reservations attached almost so definitely take that time to really get to know yourself mm. um, beforehand and with that time that you do have on your hands, try not to think about what you don't have. Like, oh, you know, I don't have a, mm. you know, a guy right now. Or I don't have a girl right, right now. Um, what I do would, you have? Right. Right. I would encourage you to try to see the glass half full mm-hmm. in that situation more than the glass half empty. Because maybe you haven't, like David, you maybe you haven't developed those skills. If Goliath met him earlier, mm. he might not have slayed him. That's correct. So we have to consider, like, we have to be a little humble and recognize that God is watching out for our best interests mm-hmm. and that even they who are wicked know how to give good gifts. That's what the Bible says in Matthew 7. That we we know how to give good gifts to our children. So God's watching out for you. He knows how to give amazing gifts to you. So if that's a desire in your heart to date someone, to one day marry someone, I would just say be steadfast mm. um, in your prayer in your singleness. And I just wanted to do a little PSA for that. No, I I like that a lot because it's about being on God's time, not on, not on our schedule, right? To bend to the will of the father, because he, listen, he's already in your future. He's already seen how it all plays out too. So trust him that he knows what's best for you. Don't wallow in why don't I right now, all that. um, Because right now is your time to be like David practicing, getting ready, getting prepared, and then when the moment comes, it'll be second nature to you if you're preparing in advance. You know, Holly and I were just kind of chatting before we even got on the podcast, and I, I made a statement of just, you know, when you get married, when you put the ring on, it changes nothing about you in terms of um, being able to look at, so like if you're a man, being able to look at another woman or not to train yourself on how to be completely devoted to your wife, vice versa. If you're female, not being able to be sucked in to a relationship either online or in person with another guy that you want to fix or, you know, all these things that, uh, oh my gosh, she's way more Catholic than my husband is or right. what to, to not fall the into those traps because yeah. exactly. And, and so putting the ring on does not change any of that about you. Nothing. What does is you being steady and preparing yourself for that moment before that moment. Not just for it, but before that moment, right? Does that make sense? I like that. Yeah. Okay. And if you're also a little side note, if you are struggling really hard with that, try praying the litany of trust by the Sisters of Life. Oh, that is a very good one. Um, if you are single, if mm-hmm. you're waiting, um, so I just really recommend that one too. That's great. Love it. So let's let's get into these virtues and what you know, uh, short definitions of what they are. Uh, maybe what that looks like. Um, in terms of, again, in this article, it talks about breaking up with these virtues. And I really like it because, again, some of these, you don't get to some of these because of the fear of breaking up or the inconvenience of breaking up, really. Because sure. sometimes it's just yeah, a lot someone, more convenient. Someone else is serving you. Yep. Like, and, you know. And, and you're, it it, 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 like, you've done it. You're in a groove. 
even if it's a bad relationship, a lot of people stay in them because it's just, this is what I do. And it'd be so much harder to get out of this groove than it is to stay in it. Even though it's bad, it's just easier. And this is what I know. So we're going to help you. what is good why don't you take us down the uh road of the first one here holly sure. prudence what is what is prudence and what can that look like in in a breakup uh and but how can you prepare yourself for all that like what's right. what are some tips and tricks so prudence it's knowing what is right and wrong and it kind of, it's almost synonymous with wisdom mm, i yep. would say so i would say so if you need another word uh synonym wisdom would be it yes and it's kind of like where like you're it's a discernment thing because it's, is this person right for me? Mm. Are they running at the same pace you are spiritually? Right. And are like, are you guys compatible socially, morally, theologically? Like, and also, I mean, lastly, physically, I mean, physiologically too. Like, of course, play a factor. And it kind of like, you have to consider all these things and aspects about this person, their virtues, their character, their personality. And there's a lot of things to, kind of analyze in all of that but prudence is kind of I guess holistically looking I guess at that person and saying like do what do you want to live with this person one day (laughs) like what do you want to be led by this person one day right or like will the will they be your champion in life Mm. right yeah I think one of the one of the pitfalls is we make the physical attraction the thing about the relationship now here's what you'll always want to keep in mind okay I was told this not in a good way, but I was told this early on um, when one of my friends was like, hey, if you ever want to know what your future wife is going to be, look at her mother. <laughs> I've heard that one. And they're talking about that physically. <laughs> right. Not It had nothing to do with who the person was. It had everything to do with physically. So if you want to be with that girl when you, you're older, just look at her mom. That's mm-hmm. who you're going to be with. That's a common one, yeah. But, but what great advice that was because it made me think not of the physical only. It made me think of who is the person. Who raised that girl? That's who raised it. that woman? Because in 20 yes. years, in 30 years, the looks fade and you're stuck with the person. Mm-hmm. Now, you can be stuck in a good way or you can be stuck in a bad way, right? right? So uh, knowing that the physical is going to go, even you can hit the gym every day for the remainder of your life, you, you, which I try to do uh, every day, uh, but I do not look the same as I did 20 years ago, right? Uh, so I'm st- so my wife is stuck with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> One way or the other, she's stuck with me. So uh, that's that. But that's a good that's a good thought of um, not making the physical the determining factor. It is a factor, but it is not the factor. So right. I like that you said right. that. That's good. So in a breakup, um, that can be difficult, right? Acknowledging mm-hmm. that because the, the again in this article it talks about this is uh, that point in the relationship where you realize that that. It's no longer right, and you have to break it off. What are some tips and tricks about how to prepare yourself for that time? What are some things you can do? Well, let's see. I Well, speaking from experience in the mm-hmm. past, yep. praying. Mm. That I had a, an experience where God gave me an immediate answer, yeah. which doesn't always happen. But I said, God, is if this is not of you, please remove this person from my life. Mm. And I received a text five seconds later. Oh, yes. It was like a boom, boom. Wow. It was because I knew doesn't that, always happen that way. But yeah, wow, if I was like, OK, and I actually was very joyous in that, which I, it was just because it was just so like God answered me like mm. it was so 
physical. And I was like, wow, like he's listening to me. Yeah. I can't believe God texted you. <laughs> it was the person, but uh, and yes. I was like, oh, let's call, let's call like, actually. <laughs> you know, Yeah. but I just, I was so joyous because I, you know, I was praying with the intention, like, I know you're listening to me mm. and I know you want what's good for me. Mm. So if this person is to remain, let them remain. And if not, no. Wow. So definitely pray with that. Cause I'm sure that if God does not want that person in your life, if they're causing you harm, if in your spiritual life, physically, mm. emotionally, they don't want you there. You know, like he doesn't want that person there That's right. to hurt you. He wants the best for you. So always try to remember that in the hardest of moments mm. too with that and that breakup, you know, so. And I would also encourage people to do exactly opposite of what I did when I was in Miami. Okay. I made an impulse buy. <laughs> now it worked out. It's been very good for me. The, the, the machine. The Nespresso the, machine. The machine. We, <laughs> <laughs> we'll just call it the machine the from machine. here on out. Um, but you, what you really should do is start practicing decision-making not on impulse. So let's say, for instance, um, you, you want a new car, right? then all of a sudden you like open up your phone to an app or whatever you see it and you say, Oh, that's the one. Boom. It looks good. Looks great. Boom. Done. Or you need a new phone and the, or the new phone just came on. Just boom. You, and you've done no research on anything and you just impulse buy or you're in the store and this is the worst one. And I worked in retail. So I know this, um, when you're getting in the checkout line, there are things there staring at you for a reason. Those are impulse buys. The, what they, there's research behind what they put in there. They don't just put random things in those aisles. There's research as to what people will impulse buy. Oh, I do need an air freshener in my car. Boom. Oh, you know what? My lips are chapped. I'm running out of lip. Chapstick. Oh, gosh, I'm a little hungry. I'm not super hungry, but a candy bar would, oh. So notice those things that are there. Those are impulse buys. But what we want you to practice is uh, taking time with your decisions. Like, as, I'm not saying when you're in the car driving, should I brake right now when they're braking in front of me or not? Let me just think about that. Brake, please yes. brake. But what I am saying is for most decisions that you're making, try to take a second, try to take a minute and weigh the good and the bad of that, right? The pros and the cons of the decision that you're going to make. And what that will do was, is help you when it comes time when you see your relationship is bad or you, you can look at it and go, okay, let me just honestly assess this relationship. Well, here are the pros and here are the cons, right? And boy, these cons I can't live with. Right. And so when you, if you start making those little decisions, don't buy the candy bar as you're checking out, okay? Don't buy the first car you see. Uh, just right away, do some research um, in the same way with your relationship. Right. And I guess last no note about prudence. It kind of, from what you're saying too, it kind of mm -hmm. reminded me of, like with impulse buys and like not looking at what the the details are, the list mm. that comes with it. You know, right. there's a lot of information that you probably should read there. Yeah. You've probably made your own list in your head. About oh, I've got lists. Yeah. <laughs> right. <A> lot, <laughs> there's so many, you know, the lists that you make and just grocery shopping to, you know, other like, oh, my kids needed all these things from this, you know. Right. Um, I would say that you've made probably a list in your head of characteristics you want in somebody. Mm. Don't, don't compromise that. Right. Please don't yeah. because it, you won't be happy and you'll, I mean, you might stake in a relationship for three years and you're not happy and you're just kind of doing it going, 
serendipity going with the flow with right. whatever that is yep. and it's not going to fulfill you if it's not what you want right God and we're talking qualities of the person, right. not, well, my guy is going to have blue eyes no. and my guy is going to have blonde <laughs> hair and my guy, you know, that, listen, those things are not going to matter in the no. end. They're, they can be a little tiny bit of a factor, but trust me, it's the quality of the person that wins every right. time. Their blonde hair is not going to help you get to heaven. No. <laughs> Their no. blue eyes probably won't either. <laughs> no. It might make you dream of heaven, but it will not get you there. Okay. I like that. <laughs> um, okay. Let's talk about the uh, next one, which is fortitude. No, I'm sorry. I, I skipped over justice. I do not, I, I do not want to skip over <laughs> justice. I apologize. So prudence was number one. Right. Justice is number two. Let's talk about justice for a second, because we live in a society that very much when we hear that word justice, you know, I want justice. Well, that statement alone, those, those three words, I want justice is I think how we think of justice. It's about me. It's about the justice owed to me. It's not fair. I have to be whatever. You got to give me. I, I, it needs to be made fair to me. But here's the thing. Justice is not just about what's fair to you. It's about what's fair to the other person. Right? And so when we're, we're talking about justice, it is equally, it is an equal partnership. Is this really just for them? Like, it, let's talk about, if we're talking about relationships, is being, am, am I giving this person justice by staying in this relationship? You know, clearly when relationships go sour, um, sometimes it's real bad, right? And yes, the hurt is there for you, but also the hurt is there for them. And if you cared at all, at any point for that person, you would want justice for them as well. Like, you know, for instance, if you were with that person, even if your relationship wasn't good and you're walking down the street and somebody came up and punched that person, you would want justice for them because you care about them. Well, it's, listen, it's the same thing in this relationship. You're just the one causing the pain, right? And so you owe justice to the person you care about as well, Absolutely. equally as to yourself, right? Right. So here's the thing. If you... If you practice this idea of fair justice, right, you're really, what you're doing is you're looking at the other person's dignity, you're looking at their soul, you're looking at the person regardless of your feelings towards them. Facts don't care about your feelings. That's a very prominent phrase, and I love it because um, facts are facts. Like that person has a soul, that person has dignity. And if you can take your emotion out of it for a second, you would do for them despite what it's going to cost you, you would do for them, right, to make it right. So let's say you're in a relationship that's not working. A just person who doesn't see a future with that person would break it off because you're giving justice to them and to yourself. Now, there are a couple tips that this uh, article gives on this, and I really like it. It's, it's actually, um, it's a, I'm just one tip. But listen closely, because this is this affects all of life. Ready? To practice this virtue, work on loving people for who they are, not for what they can give you. Wow. Whew. We're very selfish in nature as mm. people. Mm -hmm. So that I mean, it's that's kind of what I mean. A lot of people do They're like, okay, what can this person give me? Good feelings? Um, <laughs> a dinner on Fridays? I don't know. Yeah. What I mean. You have to really consider your own, the movements of your own heart and how that's working because you, you really do need to sit with that because a lot of the time there are like little selfish, you know, sure. desires that we have sure. with that. So, or just image, you know, like mm -hmm. I want the image of a boyfriend like to be with me and like, you know, 
power couple, mm, whatever that is. Right. Um, so it's really important to meditate with that and pray with that. What the the intention is so much more important, you know, and the mm-hmm. actions follow that. So yeah. just always remember. There's a term that we were using in our in, in my last class uh, at Notre Dame, which is called mutual indwelling. And the idea of mutual indwelling is um, because you love someone so much, what you want, your good, is their good. You, because you love them, whatever it is that is best for them is what is best for you and vice versa. Could you imagine a relationship where you cared so deeply for that person and that person cared so deeply for you that each of you said, everything that I want to do, everything I want to accomplish is exactly what you desire. Whatever it is, whatever you desire, what is for your good is exactly what I want to do with my entire life. That is my purpose now. I am here. The fulfillment of my life is actually the fulfillment of your life. Could you imagine a relationship like that? That's beautiful. Oh, if you're in that, if you're there, consider engagement. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds pretty good right there. (laughs) Yep, skip to the end on that one. (laughs) That's when you know they're the quote-unquote the one. That's a a whole other podcast. Yes, it is. But that's that's really a great way to to, to be thinking about it. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we have that relationship with God. Well, on his end, right? His, he wants our good, period. He desires our good. What does God need to desire anything? He's perfect. He's God. He does not need us. He does not need anything from us, but he desires our good. Wow. Now that's when you know it's perfect love. When he, God is not going to get anything out of this relationship. Nothing, but he desires it. Right. That's, that's love. love. Perfect, immaculate love. Mm. Mm, I love it. Okay. All right. We got to move on. All right. You got the next one. Fortitude. Right. Fortitude. Also synonymous with courage, I would say. Mm. Um, the article says, for example, they are not afraid to break up with someone because they don't want to hurt their feelings. Ooh. Or because they are afraid that if they do, they will be mad at them. Mm-hmm. So we have to consider the courage to break up because sometimes it's really, sometimes some people have very, um, non-confrontational dispositions and that's if you have that personality type it's even harder Mm. i would say than somebody who's a little bit more confrontational in in life sure and just has that disposition and personality so sometimes some people have to work harder i feel like for this fortitude some people have dated a lot before and it's easier to say no because practice right if you haven't done it before first no i guess it's gonna be harder yeah so. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't know why, but it reminds me of a Seinfeld episode. Now, Seinfeld was a comedy show on in the 90s, uh, is one of the greatest shows of all time, uh, according to TV Guide, I think actually named it the greatest show of all time. Anyway, there's an episode where I don't remember who is, it's either George or Elaine has to break up with somebody and Jerry's giving them advice and he's like, just think of it like a vending machine. <laughs> You know, when you have to try to push over a vending machine, you can't do it with one push. You got to rock that thing back and forth. You got to keep trying. Eventually, it'll go over. I said, <laughs> I said that's terrible advice. But um, it, with this, what I see is that uh, we, because we do care about the other person, right? And we care about what they think of us, uh, ultimately, that can be a deterrent to breaking up when you know it's bad. 
That's how relationships, and every single day that you don't, it's harder. Every single day. And usually the way those end is real bad. Right. That's usually how that ends. Because that when hurts you, the other person. It, is that just yes. the other person that you're drawing in right. so long? That's right. And because around. it creates animosity. Like, you know it's bad, and so it's building something in you every single day. And it's going to come out. Trust me, you cannot hide it. Mm-hmm. It is going to come out, and it's going to come out ugly. Mm-hmm. Right? So, again, with uh, fortitude, it's we understand you don't want to hurt their feelings, and we understand that um, there's some fear there as well. But really, when you're practicing fortitude, uh, you have to head on, face that fear, right? So what are some ways maybe we could, we could do that in, in daily life? What would the, how can we train up for those moments? Well, the article suggests that you challenge yourself in little ways or little moments um, and step out of your comfort zone. Mm. So you can pick whatever that, how that applies to you, whoever is listening mm-hmm. to this podcast, you might have a different um, thing that's harder for you. Mm. So, you know, public speaking, one of the most common things. I don't know. Um, what else could we do? Um, skydiving, uh, bungee jumping. <laughs> we're going a little extreme Yeah. Let's think of a more practical ways. Darn it. <laughs> I was hoping we could do a special podcast while we skydive or something. We won't necessarily have a Goliath to slay. <laughs> Or you might, or you might. You could. You could. The relationship could be the Goliath, That's a, right? Oh, <laughs> yes, true. But yeah, I think those like little things, um, you, you know, if you're afraid to change your coffee brand <laughs> or you're, you know what I, I mean? I mean, you could step out. Yeah, you could just try something new. Maybe. Trying something new, exactly. Out of your comfort zone. Again, it's, it, it, you want to face your fears, small or big. You want to start facing those fears head on, whatever, whatever you're afraid of. Like right now. If you, if you thought for a, one single minute, you would start to think of things that you're afraid of, afraid to do, afraid to accomplish, afraid to say. Um, I'm not saying bad things, of course. Well, I've always been afraid of uh, smoking, so I'm going to... No, no, that's bad for your health, right? Well, yeah, We're talking about things that are good for you. So uh, we want to make sure that you're trying the right fears, um, but really lean into those, find out what you're really afraid of. And if it's good to overcome, attack it, like go for it. And when, the more you do that, the better you get at it. So when you're faced with this situation, it's not the fear that's driving you. It's the good of, the, of you and the other that's driving you. I like that. Yeah. We have one final one, temperance. We've been building to this one, right? Mm-hmm. So really, it's about self-control. It's about restraint right? Especially over your body and your emotions. Because uh, again, I had said facts don't care about your feelings, but feelings are real and we're all, we all have them. And the unfortunate thing is sometimes we let those drive us instead of rational decision-making or what we know is true. Um, our emotions can really guide us in the wrong direction a lot of times. Um, I would point to, we were talking about David and Goliath. May I point to when David gets older, this man of God who sees, um, is it Bathsheba? I think so. Yeah, Uriah's wife. Yeah. And he gives into that mm-hmm. bodily temptation, right? It just... His emotions got the best of him, and now he's uh, had a man killed, took his wife, had a child out of what you know. I mean, it's, it, it was a snowball effect. I'm not saying that's happening to everybody, but it's a really good example of saying, well, if I'm not practicing temperance on a smaller level to get up to that point, which he had done it, when he was a little boy, practicing to get right, but now the emotions come into it, and um, really, a temperate person doesn't, you know, they don't date people just so they can 
fulfill their own desires, what makes them feel good. Right. Right. So it's about being in control of your emotions and your feelings and not letting them drive all your decisions. Right. Right. Does that I, make sense? Definitely. And I just think, um, I always do a little PSA to women. I feel like a lot now, <laughs> but, it's good. uh, speaking when you're talking about emotion, like emotional temperance, mm-hmm. that's something, uh, that I think I'm generalizing to women, mm-hmm. but a lot of women emotionally claim men. And I've done it in my own life. I've noticed a lot of people, young adults around me that do too. Sure. And that does definitely like skew your, your thoughts mm. on accepting other people into your life too. Sure. So I just thought of that when you were saying temperance and it's like, there's the physical temperance of chastity. Yep. There's the emotional temperance. Um, I guess physical. Yeah. Would be chastity. And that's, I'm going to say it's hard. Of course. You know, being a young adult, you're still like physically you're still growing. You have hormones. Like it's, it's, you know, it's hard. I feel like when you're a young adult, so if you're out there struggling, you know, Hey, I'm here, I'm raising my hand, Yeah, you know, full vulnerability there because it's, it's very difficult because you're trying to live a good, you know, chaste life, Catholic life, um, in a relationship and you're striving for that, but you're not going to be perfect. Right. Right. So it's definitely, yeah, it's, it's a big issue. I feel like that's not, it's hidden in the dark, but I want to bring it to light because yeah. the devil wants it to be a shameful thing. Right. Yep. So bringing it to light with that is just definitely talk to people about that too. If you're struggling, if you're in a, a Catholic relationship, see a spiritual director, like there's a lot of avenues yeah. I would say to go to. Well, I think um, just uh, again, this is me working with uh, youth and young adults forever. One of the big questions always, always, always is how far is too far, right? That's the wrong question. Because if you can just imagine, um, imagine the relationship as a cliff. Imagine, sorry, not the relationship, but uh, the physical portion of it and a cliff. People are asking, well, how far before I fall off the cliff? That's the wrong question. If you're at the cliff, like if you're like toes over, but you're not falling, like that's like that's the last moment. All it takes is a breeze yep. to push you off. Right. Okay. That's too far. So the answer to your question is the wrong question. Mm-hmm. So what do I need to put up in place so I don't get to that point of getting to too far? And, um, you know, I think the article talks a little bit about, hey, listen, if you're uh, getting too physical, either, either no, and you can't control that or you feel like you can't control that, then either you need to break it off or you need to uh, set some boundaries such as, well, okay, we're not going to be alone together in a dark room. Right, like, it does. Duh. Yeah, that's a really right. good. That's a, that's very good, right? Because <laughs> that, that's too easy. Uh, all of our dates are going to be where anybody can walk into us at any moment. Yes. Right. Not 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 the other way around. Right. So because when you get in the moment, you're right. You know, you're still growing hormones, desires, all these things, and if you wait to for the moment, it's too late. Right. It's way too late. You know, I, I've had, I'll, and just to be quite honest, a lot of females talk to me about this, not a lot of males because <clears throat> for whatever stigma or whatever reason, but a lot of females ask, you know, hey, I've gotten too physical. Um, how can I not get to that point anymore? My first piece of advice is don't wait for that moment to be strong because you won't right. be. You can't be no. strong in that moment. It's impossible. Yeah, it's possible. It's, it's, you could, you, 10 times you can be in that situation. I promise you're going to fail almost every single time because you're waiting for that moment and it's over. Like your mind switches off and the body takes over. So how do we practice that? Well, um, I think 
fasting from little things the article talks about. Like, I, I love this one. Don't salt your food for a little bit. Ooh, that's, Ooh, that's hard for me because I, lo- I salt. love salt. It's so good. Um, don't have dessert sometime. Take, take cold showers, not warm showers, every once in a while, right? right? Like, d- take away some of those comforts that you have so you're reminding your body who exactly is in control. Right. And I mean, Lent's coming up it's kind true. of soon. Like yeah, no, it's true. Month. Next so, month. If you if that's a really great thing, also I know men do Exodus ninety, so a little plug for Exodus that's right. 90. And if you don't know what Exodus ninety is, Google it. Yes, it's that easy. Yep, <laughs> and it's all and it's awesome. It change your life. It, it it'll help. The temperance is the one thing you will learn through Exodus ninety for sure. Um, and and women have one too. I forget what it's called. It's called um, uh, we have like Fiat forty. I think is that what it is. Fiat forty Maybe. is for Lent. Um, there's also yes. an extension if you are in a relationship or married, you can get the readings that your boyfriend um, or fiance or husband um, is getting as well. And it's called like I think Bride of Exodus. So it's more tailored toward married the married. Mm-hmm. Um, but they send you on your email the readings that your boyfriend, fiance or spouse is also reading. So nice. it's very, it's like you can kind of like keep up with what they're doing, right? what they're reading. You can do a devotional together. That's awesome. You know, you could kind of, you don't join in their, I guess like what they're doing. It's more tailored towards men. Right. Exodus 90. So, but you can, I would say you could definitely like support them. That's kind of a great, you know, you thing. can support them by doing, uh, Magnify 90. Oh, I haven't heard of Magnify 90. Oh, Magnify 90 is a program that was created for women in response to Exodus 90. Oh. Exodus 90 is tailor-made for male spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical needs, while Magnify 90 is tailor-made for female spiritual, mental, go. emotional, and I'll physical needs. That. There you go. So now, now you just need to Google, if you're a male, uh, Exodus, Exodus 90. 90, female, Magnify 90. Right. There you go. It should. I've seen a lot of growth with men that have done Exodus 90. Yes, um, same. Just, it's like they change. I've done it. Days. Yeah. My <laughs> you, son, you my difference? sons have yeah. done it. A hundred percent. You feel the difference. It, it, um, it starts to fundamentally change you, which is what you want, right? Because the world has fundamentally changed you. Right. And now it's time to reclaim who you were created to be. And you can do it in a 90. It, it doesn't take 90 days. That's a drop in the bucket. That, right? Like we go, oh, my New Year's uh, resolution is, a, that's a whole year right. that you're going to be working on that. <laughs> I'm saying take three months. I'm saying let's let's chop that into a quarter of that time. You want your world to change? Do Exodus 90 if right. you're a male, magnify 90 if you're a female. It right. will rock your world. You'll be so much better for it. And if you are in a relationship, I would say partner up and do that. Right? Like the male does Exodus, the female does Magnify. You do it together, you start together, you end together. And when you come out of that together, you come out of it, yes, separate tracks, but you come out of it stronger as a couple. Right. I bet, I bet yeah. you would come out so much stronger. I haven't done it in tandem with someone yet. Right. I'll have to look into that Ma- Magnify 90. That's cool. Let's go. I'll be doing That'll it. That'll be the great. Out there. I'll start that. There you go. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's a good idea. So really, let's just one, one last time talk about those four virtues that, that uh, are just mentioned what four virtues there are. Prudence. We talked about justice. And remember, prudent is like the wisdom. Uh, justice is not just justice for you, but justice for the other. Uh, fortitude, ooh, courage, right? Overcoming fears. Uh, and then temperance, which is really um, 
being in control of your body, like over your emotions, over all that, you're in control. So let's practice those four, whether you're single, uh, in a relationship, uh, I think the term is you're talking. Um, yeah, right. There's a lot of levels here. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, I could probably mention all the different levels, right? You're, you're single, you're talking, you're dating, you're committed, you're even married, like all these things you still have to work on because we're humans and we need that work till we get to heaven. And that's our goal of this podcast is to help you get to heaven. That is the ultimate goal of why we do this, right? That's it. So, okay. uh, This was an extra large episode and that's okay. We don't do these often where it's extra large, but this is an XL. But it deserves it. It deserves it. So hopefully you've made it to the end. We appreciate you. Uh, Listen, share this one with your significant other if you have it. Share it with some of your single friends if you have those too. Share it with some of your married friends, right? Because I think everybody can take away, because it's not just, it's not just advice from Rick and Holly. I mean, this is, this is bigger than us, way bigger. So share it. It's from the Lord. Uh, We appreciate you. Uh, We look forward to seeing you next time on Happy Hour. Happy Hour.